360 degrees. High high, 360 degrees. High high, 306, 306, 360 degrees. High high. All right, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, broadcasting from right here at KPFA in Huchin, occupied Ohlone Territory, also known to settlers as Berkeley, California. Tonight on Full Circle, First Voice takes it to the streets of Antioch in East Contra Costa County. On tonight's show, we'll hear sounds from a housing rights protest at the Delta Pines Apartments in Antioch. We'll also hear a conversation I had with Jose Cordon of Monument Impact of Concord. He is the special projects organizer, and they are presenting a play about housing and gentrification out here in Antioch called Nosotros. And... We'll be asking for your support as part of KPFA's Summer Fun Drive. All that tonight on Full Circle. I am your host, Freewell and Franklin. I'm coming to you from right here in downtown Antioch. This is Bay Miwok Territory. Keep it locked right here to KPFA. All right, again, welcome to Full Circle, the weekly show produced by apprentices and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. My name is Freewell and Franklin, and I am your host tonight. And tonight, in the first half of the show, we are featuring voices from a protest at the Delta Pines Apartments here in Antioch. Antioch currently has the highest eviction rate in Contra Costa County, and there are no protections in place to protect renters from unjust rent increases, baseless evictions, or harassment from their landlords. Keep in mind, while you're listening to this, that KPFA is the station where you get to hear from our people in the streets. And when I come back, I'll be asking for your support for KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Radio Network. You can donate anytime while you're listening at kpfa.org or by calling 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Now, here are some sounds from the residents and their supporters at the Delta Pines Apartments in Antioch, right here on KPFA. Good evening, everyone. This is Free Will and Franklin reporting for Full Circle. And on Wednesday, June 22nd, Antioch residents of the Delta Pines Apartments, their supporters, along with ACE, the Alliance of Californians for Community Empowerment, and ECRG, the East County Regional Group, marched to the manager's office of the Delta Pines Apartments. The protest had three demands, rent control, as many residents had rent increases up to $700 a month, just cause for eviction and anti-harassment protection for renters. They also demand that the apartment complex bring the living conditions up to livable standards. 
people also called out the city council for their lack of meaningful action. About 75 people were at the protest. Among the protesters were two of the progressive city council members of Antioch, that's District 1 representative Tamisha Torres Walker and District 4 representative Monica Wilson. Here are some sounds from that event. All right, this is Free Will and Franklin. I'm marching with the protest. We just left Lowe's and headed down Sycamore and just entered the Delta Pines apartments. And we are mobilizing here at the manager's office. It looks as though the manager has hung a sign on the office door that says they are out for office maintenance or training. Private security was posted at the front gate and had their batons out, but we came through a side gate with residents and now security is approaching. I'm gonna head over there and get some audio, just a second. We don't want any problems with anybody, but you are technically breaking the law at this point. So if we could, a bunch of these people actually live here. I understand that, and we're not gonna play the whole. I'm a, I'm a, a visitor of the resident. If you guys are visitors of the resident, you need to be in the unit with the resident. Otherwise, you need to be off property on the sidewalk. Like I said, I have no problem with you guys protesting. That's absolutely your legal right, and I totally agree with your right. You know, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to protect the, you know, your constitutional rights. But you are currently on private property. So you're technically violating California Penal Code Statute 602.01, which states that you cannot come onto private property without, authori without authorization. So all I'm asking is that you guys just move it from here out to the front. Okay. I mean, if you you need to do what you need to do, then we understand that. I mean, we're here to talk to the management. They're not here. They are out for training today. <laughs> okay. There's a sign right there on the door that states so. So you're yes, not going to yes. get to talk to them today, regardless of how long you stand out here. Okay. All it's going to do is cause an issue amongst a bunch of people that are just trying to voice their opinions and their rights. Yeah. You, know, okay. you know, like I said, I'm trying to, you know, I'm just trying to make it okay for everybody. I'm not trying to cause an issue. I'm just trying to do my job, which is to keep you guys off property. And like I said, you know, if you guys are here to visit a resident, which is stated in the lease, you need to be in the residence with the resident not out here loitering in the parking lot, because that's actually what you're doing right now. You guys are loitering in this parking lot, so you are under, you know, you, you guys fall under the 602 trespass order. So that's what I just need you guys to move off of this property and onto the public street, where you have every lawful right to protest. Okay. So yeah, I mean, um, if, if, you're, if you want to call the police, you can call the police. I mean, we're, we, we don't feel like we're breaking the law, so and we're peaceful. I, I, sir, so. I, I, I understand it's not about the... During the interaction with private security, the protest went on, only now with the threat of law enforcement being called. But the police never showed up, and security eventually moved to the sidelines as the speakers lined up to share their grievances. Everybody will have a chance to make their voice heard, which I completely agree with. Oh. Who are we? We are.
are residents of Antioch, members of the community group ACE, members of East County Regional Group, and residents of Delta Pines Apartments. And um, we are here today because we are tired of the excessive rent increases and the bad conditions that tenants at Delta Pines have been experiencing. Now, we want levy-affiliated holdings to stop the rent increases, make quality repairs. We want Antioch City Council to pass rent control, just cause for eviction. Oh! Just cause for evictions and an anti-tenant harassment ordinance. And we need these protections like yesterday. All right. All right, next up is Ms. Rhea from ECRG. Thank you, Devin. Good afternoon, buenas tardes. My name is Rhea, I'm with First Five Contra Costa, and we are the proud sponsors of the East County Regional Group. And we're here today because we want every Antioch child and resident to have a healthy, safe, and affordable place to call home. We want every parent to have a secure and dignified place to raise their family. But right now, corporate and greedy landlords are using our homes as a place of business and to make a profit. Even property owners like Delta Pines and Casa Blanca who receive state subsidies to make sure homes are affordable are raising rents by as much as $600. These rent hikes, these rent hikes are robbing families of their well-being and are putting families on the brink of displacement. And it has to stop now. But we know that it's not just these buildings, right? Our Antioch Change report released today shows that the number one housing concern in Antioch is affordability. That two-thirds, that families are paying two-thirds of their income on rent. And one in two renters is living in fear of eviction. And not only, not only are the rents too high, but one-third of residents are living in uninhabitable conditions. Whether it's because of mold, plumbing, landlord harassment, families are being denied the dignity and respect they deserve in their homes. Is this what Antioch families deserve? Is this the best we can do for our kids? We know that low-income families of color and families with young children are getting hardest hit. Latino and black renters pay more in rent than anyone else. And, and one in three black renters lives in a corporate-owned home, making them more likely to receive a rent increase and an eviction notice. It is time to hold these landlords accountable. It is time for Antioch City Council to stop this. We need rent control, just cause, anti-harassment ordinances now. We need these policies now. Are you with me, Antioch? Estan conmigo. 
Do you want housing justice in Antioch? Do you believe in the power of our community to get it? Let me hear you. Se puede? Se puede? Si, 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 se puede? All right, all right. So this is the time. So next up, we'll have uh, Miss Sylvia from ECRG. Can we get a round of applause? We're going to do Rochelle right now. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Rochelle. I am an Antioch resident and a member of the East County Regional Group. Today, I am here to raise my voice for Antioch children and families. Housing is a basic need. All children need safe, stable places to live and thrive. But that's not happening here in Antioch. How many of us have received eviction notices and live in fear of rent increases? How many of us are tired of working, working, and still can't afford our rent? The problem is too many Antioch families are struggling to stay in their homes because of abusive, greedy landlords. My one bedroom, one bedroom is $1,800, no lie. I work two jobs to pay the rent. More than 60% of my income goes towards the rent. Sometimes I have to make choices. Do I feed my child? Do I put gas in my car? Do I pay my PG&E bill? Or will I be homeless? Other people, thousands of Antioch residents feel the same way I feel. And we want justice now. Tenants should not have to live this way. Our housing system is broken. Landlords swoop into our communities, raise our rent for low-income families, mothers, children, and people of color. They prey on us. We need our city council members, our mayor, to step up and protect us. The ones who voted you in office. We need you to protect us against this. We need rent control now. We need just cause policies now. We need anti-harassment policies now. I'm calling on you, city council members. Can I count on you? What do we want? We want justice. What do we want? We want justice. When do we want it? Now. Thank you. Thank you, Rochelle. Give it up for Rochelle. Thank you, thank you. And I just want to give a quick shout out to our two city council members that are here with us in support and consolidation to get these rent protections passed. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, Tamisha, for being here today. All right, I have next, uh, just real quick, Ms. Sylvia from ECRG. Let's give her a round of applause. Thank you. Buenas tardes a todos. Mi nombre. Mi nombre es Silvia Ángeles, soy residente de Antioch, madre, presidenta del grupo ECRG del condado. Good afternoon, everyone. 
My name is Yolanda, a resident of Antioch, a mother and the chair of the East County Regional Group. Yo quiero que todos los niños de Antioch tengan un lugar seguro, digno de donde vivir. No debemos de vivir con el riesgo constante de ser desplazados. I want all Antioch children to have a safe and dignified place to live. We should not be living with the constant fear of being displaced. Hoy quiero compartir un, una historia pequeña como inquilina de esta ciudad. Por más de 20 años, por miedo de las represalias, me he callado. Today I want to share my story as a renter in this city for more than 20 years, much of which I have kept quiet out of fear of retaliation. Pero estoy segura que yo no soy la única, ¿verdad? No soy la única. But I'm sure I'm not the only one, right? Hay muchas otras familias que están sufriendo este mismo miedo por no tener protecciones. There are so many other families who are also suffering from this same fear, all because there are no protection. Por medio a las represalias, prefiero no pedir arreglos en el lugar donde vivo. Tal es el extremo de las necesidades de reparación de mi hogar, que hasta parte del techo viejo se me cayó encima y me lastimó. Hasta hoy en día, sufro de dolor de cabeza donde me golpeó. To avoid retaliation from my landlord, I prefer not to ask for any repairs. Things got, to, things got so extreme that my roof fell in on me. And to this date, my head still hurts where it hit me. Todo esto se había mencionado al propietario, pero mis peticiones se fueron sin contestar. Al final, como nunca se hizo nada y por medio que nos aumentaran la renta, nosotros terminamos pagando por reparación el techo. We had mentioned all of this to the landlord, but my request went unanswered. In the end, he never did anything, and because we were afraid of, of our rent going up, we ended up paying for the roof repairs ourselves. ¿Cuántos de nosotros estamos aquí viviendo con condiciones bajas por los propietarios que no nos responden? ¿Cuántos? Miles. ¿Cuántos evitamos pedir reparaciones por el miedo de que nos aumenten la renta o nos desbloquen? Muchos. ¿Y por qué siempre somos nosotros los que sufrimos así? ¿Por qué siempre somos los que, latinos inmigrantes, mujeres y personas de color? Necesitamos protecciones ahora mismo. Sí, ahora mismo. Necesitamos justicia, vivienda y justicia racial. How many of us here have poor living conditions because the landlords don't respond to us? How many of us avoid asking for repairs? for fear of a rent increase or being evicted. And why are we always suffering like this? Why is it always Latinos, immigrants, women, and people of color? We need protections right now. We need housing justice and racial justice now. Necesitamos, necesitamos que nuestros concejales tomen acción y pasen estas políticas para proteger a las familias de Antio en especial a los más vulnerables, nuestros niños pequeños. La mayoría de las mil familias encuestadas 
están de acuerdo que Antio tenga un control de renta, causa justa, protecciones contra el acoso. ¿Escucharon, concejales? Especialmente los que no están aquí. Queremos que voten por esas protecciones de inquilinos. Ahora, ¿están de acuerdo? We need our council members to take action and pass policies to protect any of families, especially the most vulnerable, our young children. Most of the 1,000 families we surveyed agreed that Antioch should adopt rent control, just cause, and anti-harassment protections. Council members, do you hear us? Especially those who are not here today. We want you to vote for these tenant protections now. Están conmigo? We are with me? Yes? Sí se puede! Sí se puede! Let's keep this energy alive. Let's keep this energy alive. Now, I don't want to be a smart, you know what? But I was just told by some of the tenants, they never see security here. They never see security when somebody's car is getting broken into. They never see security when somebody's house is getting broken into. We are here to protect ourselves. We are fighting for ourselves. All right, welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 FM KPFA and KPFA.org. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network. And you just heard some sounds from a housing rights protest that took place at the Delta Pines Apartments here in Antioch. In just a moment, we will hear a response from Antioch City Council District 1 representative Tamisha Torres Walker and also Francisco Torres of ACE. That's the Alliance of Californians for Community Empowerment. But before we continue with that audio, I want to give you all a chance to click on that kpfa.org donate button and help us out here at KPFA and the Pacifica Radio Network. If you appreciate the sound you are hearing tonight, please consider making a donation head on over to kpfa.org and just click on that old donate tab. You could also call. The number is 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Now I want to remind you also that KPFA is the only station where you're going to hear the voices of these housing rights advocates. And I want to be clear here because we're hearing the extended voices of the people that are on the streets fighting to make a difference. We're not featuring sound bites of 5, 10, or 15 seconds here. You are actually hearing what they have to say in full. Not to mention I was risking my arse out there getting too close to the armed private security to get this sound of the interaction there with the private security. I also got a video of that interaction. You can check it out on kpfaapprentice.org Again, if you can right now, please head over to kpfa.org Click on that donate tab and I want to ask you while you're there we want you to consider becoming a sustaining member of KPFA. And what does that mean actually? Basically donating a set amount every month like $5, $10, $25 
When you do that, it helps sustain our station operation throughout this season and keeps our voice as vigilant as always during these times. Also, by becoming a monthly donor, you provide the foundation for our work. At any level you can afford, please visit kpfa.org or call 1-800-439-5732 and maybe become a sustaining member today. We're trying for 250 new sustainers in this fund drive. So, in good faith, I will be coming uh, becoming a sustaining member this time around, and I hope you can too. We need to keep this vital station alive. Last time, real quick, for the website and the number before we go back to audio from Antioch City Councilwoman Tamisha Torres Walker. She was there with the advocates, and she shared her thoughts with me afterwards. All right, a big shout out to all of you who have called and all those on the line right now. You still have a chance? Give us a click or a call, kpfa.org or 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Now let's get back to that audio of the protest at the Delta Pines Apartments in Antioch. Coming up next, you will hear me pick up where I left off. This time I'll be speaking with District 1 Representative, Antioch City Councilwoman, Tamisha Torres-Walker. And then after that, we'll hear from Francisco Torres of ACE. That's the Alliance of Californias for Community Empowerment. Check it out right here on KPFA. After the protests left the Delta Pines apartments and headed back to Lowe's parking lot, I caught up with District 1 Representative Tamisha Torres Walker and she shared with me why she came out in support and why she thinks the city council has failed to take action. Well, Frank, I, you know, I grew up in and out of foster homes. I was um, unhoused and lived on the streets for many years as a you know, a young person and a young adult before securing low-income housing and becoming a renter myself. I've also experienced slumlords who don't take care of the properties but expect you to keep paying the rent and live in horrible conditions. And I've also been under landlords who drastically try to raise the rent and make you pay money under the table because you don't want you and your family to be on the street. And so when I'm here and I'm showing up, I'm not just showing. I'm not showing up as a politician just to get votes and sympathize with people. I'm here because I know what they're going through. I've been in a lot of these folks' position, and I'm here because, you know, if I had a power to make anything happen on the city council, I wanna do that. I wanna get renter protections, rent control, just cause for eviction, and in addition, a rental inspection ordinance because we gotta keep tenants and landlords honest about the conditions in these properties in our city. And as I mentioned a moment ago, you, uh, District 1 representative where we are now, Monica Wilson, I believe is District 4 representative, is here today. Um, what is the hang-up of getting some sort of rental protections or tenant protections uh, passed here in Antioch? You know, we, we have no idea. Um, the mayor uh, says he's on board and the mayor controls the agenda. And it just hasn't came up on the agenda again? No. Not since, I believe, January when we directed city staff to start to look into these potential policies and to come back to us with some proposals.
All right, that was the voice of Tamisha Torres Walker, District 1 Representative, Antioch City Council, speaking at a rally at the Delta Pines Apartments. And the final call to action from that protest was to head out to the Antioch City Council the following Tuesday. And dozens of protesters did and shared their stories with the council. But the council has really still taken no action. To close out this segment, I caught up with Francisco Torres of ACE. That's the Alliance of California for Community Empowerment. And this is what he had to say about the Antioch City Council and their lack of action, as well as the protest that day. Well, the action was very strong. There was over 50 people there. Tenants talked about what their needs and their struggles that they're fighting with within the California uh, Rent Relief Program, ERAP as it's called, and it ends today. So people are being set up for evictions as we speak. And that rally was a, a testimony to that, that they're very much organized and ready to do something. They, a lot of people did show up at the Antioch City Council meeting last Tuesday to speak on it. Now they're close to evictions, how they're living with rats and cockroaches, and how landlords are harassing them, and they're getting set up for evictions, and the cost, the increase of their rent has gone up, and it's uh, mostly the corporate landlords that are doing this. And they spoke to the city council, and the city council heard them. So what's the hang-up on getting these things passed? Because it seemed like the city council still didn't take any action at this last meeting. No, they didn't. Um, seemed like uh, there were some of the city council members are ready to take action, but what needs to be done, it has to be put on the agenda. The mayor in Antioch has was the only one who has the authority to put things on the agenda, so it's up to him. He said he's looking to the future, that he'll do it. He also talked about that he's working with um, all groups involved. So I believe that's um, the tenants, tenant organizations, uh, including ours, ACE. And I think he's also talking to uh, realtors and apartment associations and landlords. So I'm not sure where it's going to go. There has to be rent control and, and just cause for evictions and anti-harassment. That's what the tenants are asking for, because what the state has is not going to protect us. It's not protecting the tenants right now. They're getting evicted right now. Some of them were homeless as of uh, this week when they went to the city council meeting. And so something needs to be done. And these are what we uh, feel that would relieve a lot of these tenants of their issues. Rent control, just cause for evictions and anti-harassment. All right, Francisco Torres, we'll keep an eye on ACE. That's the Alliance of Californians for Community Empowerment. We'll keep an eye on you guys for uh, more information in the future. Thank you, Francisco. Okay, thank you very much, Craig. All right, and that's the end of that segment for me, Free Will and Franklin. To check out ACE, you can go to aceaction.org. That's A-C-C-E, action.org. Also, the instrumental music I used in this piece was from Basement FM on YouTube, and that's a Creative Commons site. Check it out. That's B-A-S-S, Basement FM on YouTube. All right, welcome back to Full Circle on 94.1 FM, KPFA and KPFA.org, part of the Pacifica Radio Network. You just heard Antioch City Councilwoman District 1 Representative Tamisha Torres-Walker 
She was speaking to me just after a housing rights protest in Antioch. Antioch residents of the Delta Pines Apartments and their supporters, along with ACE, the Alliance of Californians for Community Empowerment, and ECRG, that's the East County Regional Group, marched to the manager's office of the Delta Pines Apartments. And the protest, again, it had three demands. Rent control, as many residents have had an increase up to $600 a month. Just cause for eviction and anti-harassment protections for renters. They also demand that the apartment complex bring the living conditions up to livable standards. And as we heard, Tamisha Torres Walker wants a inspection clause so that the apartments must uh, keep up an inspection so that their living conditions are kept up. If housing rights and this type of coverage and reporting is vital to you and your information gathering, please consider making a donation to KPFA at this time. Just head over to kpfa.org and click on that donate tab. Or if you want to speak to a human being, I know many of you do, you can also call 1-800-439-5732. Also, KPFA continues to get a gift to anybody that donates at any level. This time, it's a timely new speech by climate activist Bill McKibben. A call to action for all of us to actively engage in securing the future of our planet. And if you've been following KPFA, you know the planet is in peril right now with these heat waves all over Europe. And even here, I'm in Antioch and it was almost like 100 degrees out here. And it's regularly that way. Anyways, this free audio gift also includes a vintage talk from Gore Vidal titled The Patriarchal State of the Union, where Vidal discusses the Supreme Court and its tendency towards restricting individual freedom. This talk given by Vidal in Berkeley from 1990 is still incredibly pertinent for today. This is, again, part of the KPFA thank you gift for all donors at any levels and it comes in the donors confirmation email receipt with the link to the special recordings embedded let me give out the number and the website one more time before we get back into our final segment of the night give us a click kpfa.org or give us a call 1-800-439-5732 thank you again to everyone that has called tonight and made a donation and all of you currently on the line, I really appreciate it. And it actually means a lot to me to actually know that getting out there and hitting the streets with these protests is something that you all appreciate. And so again, I thank you. And now, tonight, we have been featuring the sounds from a local protest here in Antioch where activists are calling for rights and protections in housing. But now we're going to move to the arts because tomorrow here in Antioch at the Nick Rodriguez Community Center, there will be two performances of the play Nosotros. This play tackles the topics of housing and gentrification. I think the interview will probably tell it better than me right now. So let's get into this conversation I had with Jose Cordon of Monument Impact of Concord. Check it out on KPFA. All right, welcome back to Full Circle. Free Will and Franklin here picking up uh, the show. And I have 
appeared here at downtown Antioch, just between 2nd and 3rd Streets at the Nick Rodriguez Community Center, which houses the community theater as well. And I'm here with Jose Cordon of Monument Impact. He's the special projects organizer, and he's got a play coming up that relates to the first half of our show. First, let me uh, welcome you to Full Circle and KPFA, uh, Jose. Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much for having me. And just before we get started on the sounds that we heard in the first half of the show and the play you're going to do, tell us briefly about Monument Impact in Concord and um, just kind of run through some of the services or the things that you all do there. Yeah, for sure. So Monument Impact is an organization that's been around for over 20 years now. We service primarily immigrants and refugees, but really anybody that needs help in, in a few different ways. Uh, however, what I do is I, I focus on a few of their programs, one being the Art and Culture Program, which is one of the reasons why I'm here to talk about the play, but also our Day Labor Program, which organizes the day labor community in the area, provides them a safe and secure space to look for jobs, um, to protect them against wage thefts and things of that nature. And I also work with our, with our housing program to uh, inform tenants of their rights. Um, along with other things the organization does, that is what I do. All right, and uh, we are here at the Nick Rodriguez Theater because you are working on a play called Nosotros, which means... It means us. Uh, I was going to we, but yes, it means us. And it kind of connects to our first half of our show because it's about housing. Tell us what we're going to hear if people want to come down to this play. And real quick, I'll throw it out. It's tomorrow, Saturday, the 23rd. And it's a free event, so you can come on down and check it out. So tell us about this play, Nosotros, and how it relates to the sounds we were hearing tonight. Yeah, for sure. So first, let me tell you a little bit about how it all started. So Nosotros started as an idea to use art, utilize art as a means to to spark conversation in the community and to drive community action. So with that desire, we, we were looking for what do we want to talk about? What does the organization want to kind of explore and push further and that was that was housing even before the pandemic folks were struggling uh, with their living conditions whether that was poor living conditions whether that was harassment from landlords whether that was rent increases there was a lot of struggle and then you know the pandemic came in and just exasperated everything so we decided to tackle that with the question of what does home mean to you um with that question in mind, we, we started to look for, for folks that could help us create a, a theatrical production, a theater production. And, and we landed on, on a gentleman named Nick Garcia over at, at LMC. And then we started recruiting some folks. We got a few writers and we asked them the same question, what does home mean to you? Fast forward about you know six months, we had our first two shows in March over in Concord. And now we're here about to do our fifth and sixth show. The play itself is an exploration of, of, of two things. One, of, of two sisters who get abandoned by their mother and have to find a way to survive in an apartment complex that is soon to be demolished and turned into luxury condos, right? So it's one thing on top of the other. The, the fact that their uh, apartments are being torn down leads them to, to organize some of their neighbors and together they have to figure out a way to to essentially protect themselves because a landlord um, 
really can't be bothered to help his tenants out. He has to make repairs because it's the law. You have to have a place that's safe and secure for your tenants. But instead of fixing his apartment complex to be safe and secure for his tenants, he'd rather fix it uh, to become luxury condos. And these luxury condos have rent increases that the tenants cannot afford, which then forces them to be evicted without a formal eviction. And that is, in other words, called gentrification. And we see that a lot, you know, in the Bay Area. A lot of people have uh, made their way to Antioch, Brentwood, Oakley, the surrounding areas that come from, you know, the, um, the greater Bay Area, San Francisco, Oakland, places like that. But even now here in Antioch and the surrounding areas, the rents are so high, as we heard in the, um, the previous audio from the protest, uh, $1,800 a month uh, for a one-bedroom apartment. So um, yeah. when you tackle these issues and you open these conversations, what are you hoping to um, spark people to do? I'm, I'm understanding that it's, it's acti activate yeah. them. So because we can go to a protest and shout and march around. But when we go home, what are we doing? So what is your plan to activate and how are you engaging, you know, community activity um, through your art? Yeah, that's a great question. So the way that we're doing that is, is the play kind of... Uh, shows us what that process might look like should somebody want to take it upon themselves. So the tenants won't get informed as to what is going to happen to their building or what is happening, right? Then they start talking to one another and figuring out that, oh, they got the same notice, you got the same notice. Or it could be you're having the same issue, you're having the same issue. Then they decide to start talking about it together and, and, and figure out what they could do. There's a few things that they could do that they should do. Um, you know, get their story. I let people know what's going on. Organize, as Franklin just mentioned here, you know, do protests and everything like that. And ultimately, take it to the people that can make decisions, right? So the play starts with the folks getting informed as to what's happening with their place, and then it ends with their making their case at city council, right? Um, and, and letting council know that they deserve protection, such as rent control and things of that nature. So what we would hope that this play does is inspire folks to follow that course of action, to look into how they could um, potentially influence decisions at city council, whether that's through public comment, whether that's through running for office, and also to organize, to talk to their neighbors, right? That, those are some of the things we're hoping come out of this play. All right, and um, besides the play, you're an artist and you're working on bringing art to the community, and it, your art has a purpose. It's social change, social project uh, progress. Tell me how you see the role of the artist. You're also a poet. Maybe we can get a poem out of you at the end here. But tell me how you see the role of the artist, the, the person making the play, the poet, the, the rap artist, the, you know, the painter. What is the role of the artist to you to help um, bring forth change? That's another great question. I, I think the one of the roles of the artist is to interpret the world around them um, and bring it forth in a way that again can spark conversation right I, I've been to many protests and often protests are filled with uh, a lot of anger rightfully so you know I've been part of protests where I'm yelling and screaming my head off um, because of everything that's going on you know it's, it's very easy to get upset however when you want to really enact change you have to really change hearts, hearts and minds. And when you go into a place um, in an adversarial position, which sometimes you have to take, right? I'm not saying you never have to do that. 
But when you go into a lot of these places w w with an adversarial position or, or, or with a very angry demeanor and it's just F this, F that, you're very unlikely to change hearts and minds. Because once you start attacking people, it makes them defensive. It makes them stand their ground even harder. It makes them double down on their position. So I think one of the cool things that artists can do is interpret a position that makes them angry, use that anger, put it into art, and then allow someone to listen or see it without feeling personally attacked and hopefully moving them in some way to change their course of action, whether that's you know changing their position on a certain subject, whether that's starting to volunteer in, in, in a place that they were otherwise not of. Um, I think that's one of the roles. I think there's probably more, but off the top of my head, that's one that I could give you. Great. Thank you for that. And before we wrap up, I know you know, and everybody out there listening knows right now, KPFA is raising funds as their summer fund drive presses on to um, keep KPFA community media alive in the Pacifica network. I've been bumping into you here, there, and everywhere. What do you see as the importance and why should people support community radio, community media, and independent journalists? I think uh, it's extremely important that folks support community radio because it's one of the ways that we're able to inform and access each other. You know, it's, for example, like right now, right, the ability to do this is, is to me, invaluable. And without it, us getting the word about certain things that are happening in the community would be a lot harder to do. So I think it's, I think it's very important. It also allows folks to to kind of listen on the go, right? While life being so busy, they could plug this in as they're driving to work. You know, they could listen to it as they're working out. They could listen to it, you know, as they're, as they're waiting for the meal to get served, you know, and, and it just makes information extremely accessible. Um, and the community needs to be accessible. And I think this is what this does. All right. That's the voice of Jose Cordon. He's the special projects organizer at Monument Impact in Concord. Tomorrow, Saturday, July 23rd, there'll be two shows of Nosotros, a play about housing. Um, tell us the uh, the times. The first show will start at 2 o'clock. The second show will start at 5.30, and the play is approximately an hour and 15 minutes. All right, and that's right here in downtown Antioch at the Nick Rodriguez Community Center. And... Um, it's between 2nd and 3rd Street. Jose, where do you think we're going to get you to bust out a poem before we go? You got one that you could throw us? Sure, yeah. All right, so, um, Jose, I'll let you just bust out your poem. Tell us a little bit about it, and then I'll let you go. Cool, yeah. So, so I'm actually going to go ahead and give you the poem that's a, one of the poems that's a part of this play. The, 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 the poem was written with a few different perspectives. One, my own, my, my experiences. Two, the experiences of some of the writers that were within the the play as well as stories that I've heard around the community. And three, uh, a little bit of what's in the play. So, um, yeah, th this is the opening poem to the play Nosotros. So if you come on Saturday, you get to hear this and then it'll introduce you to the wider play. And it goes like this. <clears throat> they say home is where the heart is. And a big house doesn't make your heart big. Being houseless doesn't make you homeless, and being homeless doesn't make you heartless. It makes you a human in transit, in transition. Home is a place where folks listen, at least ideally. A place you can walk around safe and freely from threat and harm, but is that real? Really? 
when gentrifiers and giant fires threaten homes like Michael Myers on Halloween. Home doesn't feel like an escape or safe when police raids take place in yours as a young teen. So what does home mean? Can you taste it? Can it be felt? Can it be seen? Can it be smelled? Can it be dreamed? Can it be deemed not yours? Can you lock your door? Are you free to be alone? Can a hug feel like home? And what if home has no hugs, tough love, overdue bills and no funds, an eviction notice on the door and secondhand smoke in your lungs that the breeze brings in from the porch? One, two, three, four, five, six empty beer bottles right now, father should not be approached. He had an accident at work, now he can't pull low lift heavy and even worse. The doc said it won't get better with that extended physical therapy, but they want an arm and a leg along with the wallet and purse. But at least I have my parents, even though mom's is always working. My homegirl's mom walked down when she was just a kid, and it's still hurting. Tell me, how much money do two teenage girls need to survive? What is home when your mom locks her door and sneaks out of the window so she doesn't have to say bye and tells you outside, you and I have no family ties? What do you trust when you realize what you've known is a lie, or at least partly untrue because you're undocumented and called illegal in a place you've called home most of your life? How do you cope with rent spikes when wages remain stagnant? Where's hope when a cardboard box serves as your mattress and the cops throw your things away whenever you gather a few blankets? Just trying to fight the cold because unhoused people freeze to death. In San Francisco, you could find million dollar homes next to taped up tents, and nobody bat an eye. Inequity has been normalized to the point some say it's just a part of life. I guess the world's 2,000 something billionaires make up for the over 100 million homeless worldwide. Honestly, I don't get it. I believe in people over profit, and you don't need to be Nostradamus or a prophet to see how ugly things get when the gap between poor and rich is left unchecked. I believe in people over profit. 10% of the population should not own over 70% of all wealth. And your zip code should not be a determining factor in the outcome of your health. I believe in people over profit. I hope one day we can see past the dollar signs and place more value on the dignity found within human life. In the experiences of you and I, in the communities in which we reside and work towards uplifting one another instead of working towards the bottom line, check to check, working two shifts just to pay the rent. Oh, all right, that's Jose Cordon, special projects organizer for Monument Impact in Concord. Come out and check out Nosotros, Saturday, July 23rd at the Nick Rodriguez Community Theater. Tell us where we could find out more information about the play and follow uh, Monument Impact. You go ahead and do that on, on Facebook, also on Instagram, and regarding the play, you could also find more information on about that on Eventbrite. All right, and uh, the website for Monument Impact? MonumentImpact.org. All right, thank you, Jose Cordon, for uh, meeting me today outside the theater and for putting your voice on Full Circle and KPFA. Muchas gracias. Welcome back to Full Circle on 94.1 FM, KPFA and KPFA.org, part of the Pacifica Radio Network. And you just heard my interview with Monument Impact's special project organizer, Jose Cordon. 
we were speaking right outside of the Nick Rodriguez Community Theater and Community Center here in Antioch. The Nick Rodriguez Community Center is located at 213 F Street in downtown Antioch, just between 2nd and 3rd Streets. You can check out two performances of the play we were discussing, Nosotros, tomorrow, July 23rd, one at 2 p.m. and one at 5.30 p.m. Again, check out monumentimpact.org or check them out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even Eventbrite. Big shout out to Jose Cordon for meeting me downtown at the theater. And thank you for that great poem, Jose. I'll be down at the theater tomorrow to check out the play at the early performance. I hope to see some of you all out there. And again, we are reaching out for support tonight for KPFA and the Pacifica Radio Network. Give us a click right now. It's kpfa.org and show your support for KPFA Radio. And at the same time, you're showing your support for Full Circle and the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. That's us right here. We are the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. We are a training program for women and people of color. We reach out to the community and teach radio skills so that we can actually share our personal stories directly with you, the listeners. Since 1984, the First Voice Apprenticeship Program has been producing engineers, on-air radio hosts, producers, editors, and many of them working at the station right now or in media elsewhere. We have a long history at KPFA and we want to keep that going. So when you donate during the Full Circle Hour, it shows that you do support KPFA and you're also supporting this important training program, the First Voice Apprenticeship Program at the same time. We still have a few moments left. If you can get on the line right now, become a monthly sustainer. I'm doing it this time around. It really helps us know that we have a steady flow of income and actually provides a steady foundation for all of us here at KPFA to continue to do our work unabated. Head on over to kpfa.org, click on that donate tab, or give us a call, 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. I'm getting low on time, but before I run out, I wanna give a big shout out to all of you that donated tonight. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot to me that you stepped up for me, for KPFA, and for Full Circle tonight and made a difference for this station. And it makes me feel like the work that I'm doing is appreciated. So I will continue to go on and do this work. And one last reason to donate. Don't forget, anybody that donates tonight gets a special speech from Bill McKibben of 350.org. Also, special audio from Gore Vidal on the Supreme Court. Just head on over to kpfa.org and click on that Donate tab. And again, if you want to talk to a human being, pick up the phone and call 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. And they could help you out with our different gifts for you tonight. And if you want to check out what we do have available other than what I've talked about tonight, head on over to kpfa.org. Check out our selection of t-shirts, our selection of hoodies, beanie caps, coffee mugs, 
water bottles, tote bags, all that stuff available to you for a donation tonight to the first listener-supported radio station in the country. That's right, that's KPFA, founded in 1949 by Lou Hill, pacifist, conscientious objector. Give us a call, 1-800-439-5732, or give us a click on kpfa.org. This is your host tonight, Freewell and Franklin, and again, all the donations tonight make me feel good inside because I went out and hit the streets and gathered this audio for you, and it was local to my community, which is Antioch, California, which is also part of the promise we make to the apprenticeship program that we will take the skills that we learned and take them back to our community to tell our stories. Thank you everybody for listening. That about does it for me tonight. That brings us to the end of tonight's show. Remember, check out our website, kpfaapprentice.org just after the show tonight for pictures archive shows and important links and information related to tonight's show and all of our shows also i have a video posted there of the police interaction that uh the private security interaction that happened at the protest quick shout out to the full circle crew miss m our executive producer joy moore our production consultant and me freeville and franklin i'm the technical director for this show full circle and i've also been your host tonight Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, while you're out there, please protect your health and also your humanity. And stay tuned to KPFA. Up next is La Onda Bajita. Good night, everyone.